Come on, man. Let me give you some trash talk, okay? Come on, man. Jesus Christ, I met some dumb bastards in my time, but you outdo them all. Come on, man. Oh, I'm short. Son of a bitch. Come on, man. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. Come on, man. You've got to get mad. You've got to get mad. You've got to get mad. Highway Patrol. Yeah, um, I think I just saw O.J. Simpson on the uh, 5 freeway. He's heading north. As we're watching here, uh, Vince, we're seeing a car that's been pulling up and pulling back, and now we see the white Bronco take off at a speed that's uh, considerably faster than it's been driving before. We can't identify that other car that it has apparently been playing some form of tag uh, with the Bronco there. Mm -hmm. Don't know if it is, uh, obviously, some kind of an official vehicle, but we don't know what uh, it is. But look at the people standing on the freeway there, waving. Uh, and, and number of people standing on the side of the road and just uh, the curious and also well-wishers we watch people wave and uh, low kisses as mr simpson drives by very difficult getting information from the scene because police have instituted a blackout police are cowlings there now isn't it with uh, facing to the left of our screen in the in the dark clothes it uh we love the juice, save the juice. A lot of these people came by on motorcycles. They followed the police uh, motorcade that followed Simpson to this residence, and they parked their motorcycles, some cars, and they're gathering here uh, trying to show their support for Simpson as a standoff is taking place just about 500 yards in front of them right now. All of them very enthusiastic, hopeful that uh, O.J. Simpson will emerge from the car safe and be taken into custody safely. That's what they're saying right now. It's reminiscent of a movie I saw years ago. I think it was called Dog Day Afternoon with, uh, if I remember correctly, Al Pacino and uh, a crowd gathered uh, outside uh, somewhere and they, they, they were outside a bank and uh, they were chanting. I don't know if they were chanting Attica or whatever they were chanting, but th this is reminiscent of that uh, sometimes. It, uh, it's, know, strange like say that. it's strange you say that, Harold, because right now this crowd is chanting juice, juice, Info Ninja. Welcome back, everybody. It feels great to be alive, to, to live, to thrive in America, land of the woke and home of the uh, kind of free, mostly free. Yeah. Oh, OJ, how do I miss you? Do you remember the OJ Simpson trial? That was the little clip that we played when we were coming in. Him driving in the in the white Bronco. I remember I was a kid and it broke into every station. OJ, the juice is loose, cruising in the white Bronco down the 405 there uh, through L.A. On his way to either shoot himself. People weren't sure he was in the back of the Bronco. I was a kid. I was like, he's not going to kill himself. If he was going to kill himself, he would already have killed himself. If he was going to kill himself, he would have already have killed himself. He's not going to kill himself. But he had his buddy driving the white Bronco. He pulls up to his mansion. There was some kind of a standoff sort of thing. And then he gave himself up. It was a many hours ordeal. And the juice was incarcerated. And thus began the first trial of the century. The first trial to take over TV. Big money, baby. Big ratings. OJ was huge. It's everything that was going on on late night. Jay Leno would do an OJ joke literally every evening. 
pop culture references up the wazoo in, in every movie that came out anytime around then. And for many years after. Every single eyeball was on that screen watching that trial. If you couldn't watch it during the day, because, you know, incidentally, most of the people that are talking about the current uh, Chauvin guilty verdict and, and that trial, the people that have been talking about it the entire time, weren't actually watching it, weren't actually paying attention to it. They were looking at clips like most people did back in the day. They caught it. It was before YouTube. This was OJ back in the 90s. You would get clips, but it wasn't on the internet. It was the nightly news. You'd get little takes and bits and pieces of it. That's back when the news had a little more integrity. Little? It was more about having less choices. So more eyeballs on the screen meant you didn't want to alienate half of your audience by being way too liberal or way too conservative. So they kind of tried to like teeter on the line and stay in the middle. And again, there was a lot less options. Now you have the internet where it's endless options to get your information, to get your news. So people are buying for niche audiences. And it doesn't get more niche than the crazy loons on either side of any equation. So if I'm a company that wants to advertise, all I have to do is go, I'll put a little in column A and a little in column B, screw anything in between, and that's where I'm going to spend my cash and make all my money back. And then some, because I'm, I'm catering to both sides. It's kind of like during the war, the people that sold weapons to one side of the war, then weapons to another side of the war. They're in the middle, they're not on either side, but they're benefiting from those two fighting. But OJ, OJ was a big deal. I remember the, the infamous, if this glove don't fit, you must equit. And you can go on YouTube and look up him putting on the glove and get to relive that moment. When the glove did not fit, it was too small. I remember when I was, I mean, he, he could get it on his hand. He was just pulling it going, you know, this doesn't fit that good. Look, look. I remember seeing that as a kid and going, what the hell does that mean? None of my gloves really fit. And that's true. My, my parents would buy things that were larger because I would grow into them. At one point, I just stopped growing and all my stuff didn't fit. It was ridiculous. I became an adult and I learned how to get clothes that fit. I evolved. Does it ever feel like those folks that are throwing bricks through windows, lighting cop cars on fire, and destroying local businesses during their peaceful protests haven't really evolved? They're kind of just whiny brats, a lot of them. Now, I understand if you're upset and you're angry, I get it. And you want to go out there and you want to you protest and, and you want to hold up your sign and yell, you break the law, that's something different. But I get if you're upset and you want to go out and do that. A lot of these people, it's a big virtue signal. It's, it has nothing to do with who they really are. There's no backbone behind anything they do. And they're out there to steal shit and break windows. And some of them are actually getting paid. I hope somebody takes the time to follow that money. <coughs> George Soros. But back to OJ. This was the first trial of the century. I remember when the verdict was read where I was at. I was in junior high. And I, I remember we watched it live on TV. Really, we watched a verdict of a trial live on TV, and it was probably because I think the teacher wanted to watch it more than anything else, but it was still cool because it's a memory that stuck with me. But, you know, kind of looking back on that, yeah, it was a little fucked up. I don't know if we should have been watching that. All right, Mr. Car- Mr. Uh, Simpson, would you please stand and face the jury? Mrs. Robertson. 
Superior Court of California, County of Los Angeles, in the matter of the people of the state of California versus Orenthal James Simpson, case number BA097211. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder in violation of Penal Code Section 187A, a felony upon Nicole Brown Simpson, a human being, as charged in count one of the information. OJ, who everybody thought this guy's going to prison, got off. And I don't think that most people at the time thought that it was like a, a we're not racist virtue signal kind of thing, let him go because he's black. But I think everyone universally agreed that the reason OJ got off was cash. Yeah, baby, he was rich. He could afford the lawyers that he needed. I, I mean, if he was a broke guy, he was sunk. They had him cold. But he had some really flashy lawyers who, for the first time that I can remember, the race card was played. And I'm not using it lightly because I know there's racist people out there, but it's way too convenient as an excuse for why evidence has been planted or why, oh, the man's got me down. I didn't really commit this crime. It just seems like a, a great, easy fallback to go, yeah, I was an asshole, but it's because he was racist. It just seems like a way to say, hey, ignore the obvious. But this was the first time that that had really been thrown out. It was Mark Furman was the detective that they said planted evidence. And they went back and they found some old tapes of him. Uh, I think he used the N-word a couple times in the tapes. But it, it was nothing that added up that, to say, you know, this guy's this terrible racist that saw this opportunity to frame O.J. Simpson. And now uh, Mark Furman came up to you and, and told you he'd made some discoveries. Is that correct? Yes. And so that we're clear, it was Mark Furman who allegedly found... Uh, this glove out there near Cato Kalen's room. Is that correct? Outside? Yes. And it was Mark Furman who allegedly found this spot on the outside of the Bronco. Is that correct? That's correct. Did you wipe a glove in the Bronco, Detective Furman? No. You did not? No. And you say on your oath that you have not addressed any black person as a nigger or spoken about black people as niggers in the past 10 years, Detective Furman. That's what I'm saying, sir. So that anyone who comes to this court and quotes you as using that word in dealing with African Americans would be a liar, would they not, Detective Furman? Yes, they All of them. Correct. All of them. You're trying to find a bruise on a nigger? Please, uh, um, You're trying to find a bruise on a nigger? Never. No. He said if I had my way, I'd gather up. All the niggers would be gathered together and burned. He said, the only good nigger is a dead nigger. Officer Furman turned around, looked at me, and told me, I told you we'd get you nigger. Judge Ejo's decision smells of corruption, cover-up, underscore cover-up, racism, disrespect of, for all morally decent people in this city and in this and one of the murder victims. Nearly 40 minutes out of an hour, we have seen a man who perhaps is the worst kind of racist himself. Someone who shoves racism in front of everything. Someone who compares a person who speaks racist comments to Hitler. A person who murdered millions 
millions of people. This man is the worst kind of human being imaginable. Let's say Mark was a racist. He's probably not looking for a guy like OJ. Is not the typical person he has in his mind to go, that's your typical black guy that I hate so much. I'm just saying OJ probably would have got killed last at a Klan rally. But the race defense was used that OJ was framed. I think he created some reasonable doubt. Of course, the glove that had to fit perfectly for him to commit a murder. Again, I remember having gloves going, none of my gloves fit. What, what are they talking about here? Why does that prevent him from being able to do something? This, the, the glove, even though it was a little small on OJ's football palms, the guy was a, a tailback. He's got to have decent-sized fingers, I'm assuming. This glove didn't fit him perfectly, but that would not prevent him from stabbing someone with a knife. And the juice is still loose right now. He went to prison. Kind of a weird thing. OJ gets busted. Not known by a lot of people, but it was publicized. Eventually went broke and then got arrested because he had sold a bunch of his his Heisman Trophy and a few other things to some guy, a pawn shop, a collector. And essentially, he claimed he never got paid and he broke into this place to take back his trophies. Really, what looks like happened is that he did get paid and he just wanted to go rip this guy off. And he was on a lot of drugs at the time. What I find really interesting is that most of the people in my life that are black Americans, they kind of universally agree. I'm trying to think of anybody right now that doesn't fit this category. But yeah, they all think that OJ, uh, yeah, he did it. Like, with no doubt, that, that guy killed his wife and Ron Goldman. Nicole Simpson and Ron Goldman. Very sad thing. The reason OJ got off, besides cash, because that was a big thing, is kind of the reason that Derek Chauvin just got found guilty. I have purposely not talked about this trial the, the entire way through here because I wanted to wait for the outcome of this. And the outcome, as I predicted, guilty on all counts. And there were some compelling arguments made to say, you know, there was some fentanyl that may have killed him along the way and that he wasn't applying pressure on the neck the whole time and whatever it was. But there was a tape. And if you watch the tape, that was a bad deal that went down. That was not normal. To me, as, as a normal person, I would have taken my knee off the guy's neck, especially when I have four other guys there with me, three other guys and the other guys that were there, too. I, you know, they, somebody should have stood up and done something. Are they murderers? No. Do they deserve to be in prison for whatever, 10 years, whatever they're going to try to give them? No, they they don't, but they don't need to be cops anymore either. I think the guy was freaking out because he knew he just took a bunch of fentanyl. He was going to be getting arrested no matter what. It was ruining his weekend. He did not want things to go down and he was freaking out. I understand. It makes sense. He's a human being. But what was going on with getting knelt on the neck for that amount of time? I've seen the video. That's the thing that doesn't change it. You see the video and you go, okay, that's not right. That's just not right. And they could try to explain it from here to there and everywhere. And I know it's not a popular thing to say, and I'm pro-cop. I am pro these guys that go in as heroes and save the day. 
there's more good than there ever will be and ever has been bad, not even close. You're talking less than 1% of police officers are corrupt or have problems where they're killing people on purpose. Unjustifiable. Murders. Maybe even directed at one particular race. And you know what? This, this trial didn't feel like a racial trial, and I like that. It felt like more of a trial of, did this guy kill this guy? Should there have been a mistrial? Absolutely. Upon appeal, is there going to be a mistrial? Yes. I almost, with no doubt, rather than having a jury judge this, but having a judge judge this when it goes to appeal, this jury should have been sequestered without a doubt. I mean, we created sequestering a jury for a reason. If this is not that reason, then what is the reason? I don't understand. What is the reason? This doesn't make any sense if we don't take these people out of the media especially today, out of the media landscape where they're not going to absorb. Remember, the judge told them, stay away from watching and looking at the news. Every bit of pop culture, every video they watch, every whatever it was, is referencing this this thing somehow. Of course, they're being influenced and they're around their family and their friends that are also being influenced. Are you telling me that conversations aren't taking place? There were literally people that in their bios... These are their their bios released from the court, you know, ex- explaining the juror and what their opinions were on certain things. Like eight of them said they have a hard time seeing Derek Chauvin as a good person after what they saw. This is terrible. That's influence. And, and again, I, I'm not pro this guy. I think what he did is murder three. I, I, my understanding is that murder three is pretty much you're out of control and reckless in your behavior. And it results in someone's murder. It's like a step above manslaughter. I think that's what happened. Maybe it's the pressure of the job all adds up over time. Plus, maybe he's kind of an asshole as is, but he's burned out. He's got people yelling at him and screaming at him. And he's got cameras being pointed at his face. And it, he's stressed. And he he left his knee on this guy's neck as kind of a sign of, I am powerful and I'm in control. Not thinking he was going to murder him. But his reckless behavior resulted in a death. And it's beyond manslaughter, it's murder. He should have known better. Those other cops should have known better. I'm not saying that George Floyd's behavior is is a good behavior. What he did, how he acted, nothing about that. I'm not saying that I've been a police officer and I've felt the kind of pressure they're under. No, I'm not saying that either. What I am saying is, is that common sense dictates to almost everyone that watched this that, hey, something wrong happened here. And some kind of action needs to be taken. That being said, everyone in that courtroom had to drive through peaceful protests (laughs) on their way to court in the morning. They couldn't get away from what was happening. Those those people of the jury needed to be sequestered. I I think that alone is going to get him a mistrial later. And the judge's own comments about, you know, Mad Maxine and what she had to say. And just, we're going to get into all of that. But point being is that I purposely stayed away from talking about this until we had an outcome. And even hearing all the arguments that were made. And again, not a guy that watched the whole thing. I watched the clips, just not the nightly news now on YouTube. All the arguments that were made towards him not doing anything wrong just didn't ring true. I've seen the video. Now you make the argument between, you know, murder three and manslaughter. We can have that conversation, but this show isn't about this trial. This show isn't about 
this terrible incident that took place. This show's about ratings, baby. Just a headline that mentions this is going to get you more clicks, is going to get you more traffic. The OJ trial showed the media that for the first time, murder can be real big business. Now again, before the days of the internet really being prevalent and clicks really equaling dollar signs, but that has really changed now and that's why you get these bombastic headlines. Crazy stuff like Donald Trump is literally worse than Hitler and and just this stupid stuff of what celebrities dating which celebrity and who's having an affair with who it's clickbait because the more traffic they can get the more they can sell that to advertisers but OJ was the first time the media was able on the legal side of things to go cha-ching and they needed another big cha-ching right now because orange man was gone that cha-ching 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 was out of their life they've tried to pull them back in but it's not working so this trial was perfect Despite what it did to this country and despite what it did to this man's right to a free and fair trial, they cashed in, baby. And they really did. This this was big ratings for them. I don't know if it was OJ size ratings. You know, we, we have to kind of look at things to scale because, again, the Internet is so widespread out. But there were a lot of eyeballs on this. I think at least every day there was something in my iPhone t- uh, feed about it. So I don't know what they're going to write about next. Oh, yeah, that's right. They have a bunch more trials, like three more cops that have to go on trial. Oh, yeah. It's going to be lucrative. It's also important to note that this was really the first time the media understood their power to not only influence the public, but to influence the public so much that the public influences the jurists. You're a jury member, and you know that your hometown is going to go up in flames just like it did when Rodney King had the whole thing happen. If you don't remember, there were big riots in L.A. because Rodney King, a black man, was beat up by like four or five cops at once, whacking him with nightsticks. It was pretty terrible. They caught it on tape. Now, he was on PCP and he kept getting up and it was this crazy situation, but these cops were incredibly inappropriate. It was ridiculous. And I think they got off legally as well, if I remember. But it was just a bad situation. Yeah, the guy was on drugs. The guy was screwing up. The way they were treating him and whacking him with sticks when he got up, Let's just say the optics were bad, and really this could have been handled a lot differently. But again, I'm not a cop. I don't know the stress of the job. But if that's what we're getting, where people are that stressed, they need to maybe work one day a week. I I don't know what we do to change the way this works, but we should not put that kind of strain on a human being. But I do know a lot of great cops that don't do that kind of stuff and that are good, decent people that really care about people and care about the Constitution, about our rule of law. And that's who we support on on the Info Ninja because we're always going to be behind you, baby. Always behind you. The good blue. The true blue. Now, the bad blue out there, oh, baby. I don't want you to get hurt. I don't want you to get injured. But I do want you to get caught and I want you to go to court. And all the awesome officers out there that are doing good every day, I want you to be the next big headline. Wouldn't it be great to see headlines like cop helps somebody and it's awesome because it happens every day, but it'd be great to see a headline about it. Cop helps someone and it's awesome. Yeah, that that wouldn't get any clicks. That wouldn't get any cash. The OJ ratings were huge. It was a cash cow and it was a big winner for the media. And we just saw this happen again. We just saw all this take place. They, they knew who they were pandering to. And really, we got a lot of low information people out there that are that are burning down buildings that are easily led. And this is terrible. These mediaites are sacrificing 
our country. They're turning us against each other for cash. Because the media learned long ago that the real money comes from blood. Blood on the streets, blood in politics, if you're on the right. Blood between neighbors. And if there's no blood, God forbid, there's no wound, there's nothing that's gaping and bleeding, they'd have to inflict the injury themselves. Paper cuts. Little nicks and tears that over time kind of add up. You see, if it was a big stab or a big slice or a big blast that we took, we'd go, get away, media. What'd you just do? You just shot me. You just stabbed me. But if these little flicks, you know, over time start to break down the skin or these little pinches start to tear or these little paper cuts, like that little, those little shitty paper cuts you can get underneath your fingernails or in between your fingers. If they do that, we don't complain as much. We don't notice, but it wears you down over time. Death by a thousand cuts. And that is what Fox, that is what CNN, that is what MSNBC, NBC, ABC, CBS with their agendas are doing. If you believe them, everybody on one side of the equation and everybody on the other side of the equation are completely wrong. If you talk to Fox, everybody over there is completely wrong. There's no right whatsoever. They have no good ideas. They Not, not really any redeeming qualities. Wrong. And if you talk to CNN or MSNBC or any of the other ones except for Fox, really, everybody over there is terrible. They are absolutely lost. They are irredeemably gone. We need to cancel them, forget about them, shove them away, put them into a camp, get them reeducated. But still, we're not going to let them back in because they don't agree with us. That's how these stations make their money. You got the far one side, the far the other side. That's where the cash is at. And advertisers, they love it because it's getting people excited. They want to click on stuff. They want to affirm their, their, their existing beliefs. They want to look at things that go, man, Donald Trump's bad because they don't like Donald Trump. Or they want to see something that says Donald Trump's fantastic and they because they love Donald Trump. And this is about anything. Climate change, the Chauvin trial, racism, bad cops, good cops. It's all about getting your interest and in selling you things. You are the product. You get it? It's free because you are the product. You know why the best stuff comes from subscription services? It's because they can say whatever they want. No one's controlling them. You are paying for the content and there's no advertiser in between you. On social media, on YouTube, on all of the platforms, you are the product. Not only are they destroying your existence via corrupting your neighbors and your sense of community and being together and making you think that you are being hunted if you're a black person out there or making you think that this country is full of white supremacists, fear-mongering in the truest sense of the word, they are doing that to you and, and your attention is making them rich. Your country is being destroyed and you're paying them to do it. Fifty shades of fucked. Hadow! It's all about traffic. Sold to the highest bidder to pay the bills. Who cares about the outcomes, the consequences? Cities burn, businesses close, and people die. And the media cashes in. Little paper cuts that I am sure a future culture, maybe 100, 200 years from now, is going to look back and go, wow, it used to be that way. Because this is not sustainable for them. What they are doing is not going to keep up. Something's got to give. 
there will be a Princess Diana event that takes place. The media creates the crisis with their paper cuts. Or they find the existing something and make sure it's a crisis. Then they find your enemy, your boogeyman, the cause, the problem, that may not actually have anything to do with the problem because there's not really a problem in the first place. And then they sell your attention to it, something they created artificially to the highest bidder. You're paying for your own demise. I think Charles Barkley said it best. One of my favorite basketball players of all time, a guy with a great American attitude. Hey, you don't like what I have to say? Kiss my ass. And by the way, Mad Maxine Waters, Nancy Book of the Dead Pelosi, and Joe, can someone help me put my socks on Biden, and the rest of the Adrenochrome crew have no business talking about racism or talking about this trial or anything else unless it's a how-to manual on racism. And despite their best efforts, they still can't box in Charles Barkley. Man, I think most white people and black people are great people. I really believe that in my heart. But I think our system is set up where our politicians, whether they're Republicans or Democrats, are designed to make us not like each other so they can keep their grasp of money and power. They divide and conquer. I truly believe in my heart most white people and black people are awesome people. But we're so stupid following our politicians, whether they are Republicans or Democrats. And their only job is, hey, let's make these people not like each other. We don't live in their neighborhoods. We all got money. Let's make the whites and blacks not like each other. Let's make rich people and poor people not like each other. Uh, let's, let's scramble the middle class. I truly believe that in my heart. So expect an appeal in the, in the Shavon murder trial where he'll probably get a mistrial. Maybe if he waits long enough, if, if he gets to be forgotten enough. And again, like I told you folks, I'm not pro him. I'm not pro the situation, but I am pro, especially if it's ever me in that situation of the, the courtroom being nice and clean, free of any outside influence where we can just let the evidence rule the day. You know, th- that's kind of the American way at least before the mobs took over. And don't believe the lie that everyone feels this way, that that the media is representing how 75% or 99% of this country and the world feels. And you are the outlier. You with your common sense and your constitution, you are the one who isn't making sense. You are the one that should be silenced. You need to change how you think. Get woke. Or go broke forever. The media likes to make you think you're alone. Like you're crazy. Well, you're not nuts. And you're definitely not alone. Hajow! Info Ninja. Let's get to OJ. OJ Simpson's lawyers say they don't want the families of Nicole Brown and Ronald Goldman in the courtroom during the trial. They're afraid the presence of the family members will just remind O.J. of how much more killing he still has to do. (laughs) And the Pope came out with a book this week, which contains a series of essays examining faith and morality in today's secular world and the changing role of the Catholic Church as it approaches the 21st century. The book is entitled, God Himself Told Me That O.J. Is Guilty. In his book, O.J. Simpson says, 
that he would have taken a bullet or stood in front of a train for Nicole. Man, I'm going to tell you, that is some bad luck when the one guy who would have died for you kills you. That's probably... You don't get worse luck than that. Thanks, I'm Norm MacDonald, and now the fake news. Well, it is finally official. Murder is legal in the state of California.